2: That's stamps.com. Code program.
3: Hey, babies. Welcome to Mike Check, the show where we watch all the films of Mike Myers just to check if they're still good. I'm Cameron James, and you are... Alexi Toliopoulos, I
4: just want to say a big hello and thank you to all the horny babies listening to this podcast. It makes me really happy to be embraced by a community (laughs) of great people that love Mike Myers, (laughs) just like we do. Our mission here is to find out who Mike truly is as well.
3: Who are you, Mike? I know you're listening. Who are you? And today we're going to delve a little further by going into maybe... A forgotten gem, maybe a stinker. I don't know yet. It's called So I Married an Axe Murderer, his second ever film. And who are we joined by for this?
4: We're joined by director Craig Anderson. Uh huh. And we're also joined by comedian Greta Lee Jackson from Skipbox.
3: Very exciting. All right, now listen to the show, baby. It's my check. It's my
2: check. The podcast.
3: Story. He doesn't literally mean horny baby. Yeah, well, why I say horny baby? <laughs> because it, it's the creepiest thing I've
5: ever
0: heard. It's horny Mike ba- Myers' quote, but
5: yeah. it's in
4: plural. Yes, I'm pluralizing it for the for the listeners. That's what I'm wanting. That's oh, what I have deemed to call horn, the fans. Like the horny babies. Yes, Yeah, do Austin. I make you horny babies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like... And we are making horny babies out there. That's what we're doing. We're creating
3: a new fan base for a podcast. <laughs> the horny uh, babies, and we've made them. Alexi has raised both <laughs> arms up in the air like a sort of Trump-esque figure right now. I've had enough of this. Let's make America horny again. We got it because the population is
4: getting smaller and smaller every day. So we're just trying to, prom- <laughs> we're trying to really <laughs> promote...
0: Sex. Are you going to introduce positivity. us? Yeah, I'm going like, to introduce we you We will. We
4: will.
3: Uh, the other two voices you're hearing right now are Craig Anderson and Greta Lee Jackson. Hello. Hey guys. Hi. Hey. Wonderful uh, comedy people, film people, and as of today,
5: Mike people. Mm. Mm. Okay. You're Mike kind of gal.
0: Was that directed at me? No,
5: it's actually a Craig <laughs> What? Is this mostly puns, the show, or what? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of puns on mic, is it? Yeah. Greta, didn't you just say before we started recording that? What did you say?
0: I said, I saw an article today <laughs> that, like, if you're doing too many puns or a lot of puns, it's like a sign of early brain damage. Or No, an early sign. No. Dementia. It's like an early sign oh, kind of okay. like dementia. We go s- too many puns. Thanks,
3: I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is brutal news to find
4: out, but I will persevere and I will continue doing this podcast my, on my terms. <laughs>
3: Just letting you know. <laughs> the only
4: way I know how.
3: Just letting you know. Guys, today we are doing a very interesting Mike film. This is a, a rarity, I would say. A lost film, a forgotten gem. It's the film, So, I Married an Axe Murderer? So, I married an axe murderer. <laughs> would you, Would other of you guys like to I'm do not, a, a line read on the? Film, I don't. Though?
5: I don't. Is there a dot 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 between so? There is. is that, I think. Is
0: there? Yeah, I thought there was a oh. dot.
3: Can you give uh, Greta? Can you give me a read with the dot 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 ellipses in there, please? Yeah. <laughs>
0: so I married. An axe murderer?
3: Oh, that's an interesting spot. That was a a good take. Is
5: there a question mark at the end as well, officially? Uh, You're all saying it like a question. Is that true? Well, you can say it like a question. Like, (laughs) so I married an axe murderer? Like you're
4: finding out for the first time. Or you could be telling someone... You're like bragging about it like so I married an axe murderer.
3: <laughs> and I'm still here. Hello. <laughs> oh
4: God. Hello. He says hello a lot in this movie. Yeah. This film I like that.
3: Should we, um maybe we should tell people what this film Let's is? Let's get about. into it. Why don't you guys <laughs> listen to a wonderful
4: trailer produced by the producers and the guys that made the movie in order to sell the film to audiences? <laughs> right. You don't need to tell them what a trailer <laughs> oh, is. I think okay. people know what a trailer is. Yeah, okay, but I was gonna say sell to audiences. Unfortunately, he didn't do that well, but he is a trailer anyway. Okay. Woman!
5: Whoa, man! Whoa, man!
4: Charlie McKenzie. Hello! Find something wrong. She's a thief. She was in the mafia. She smelled like soup. With every girl he dates. But when Charlie meets Harriet. Hi.
5: Hi. What do you look for in a woman you date? But I'd really have to go with breast size. (laughs) He knows she's the one.
1: You have the face of a (laughs) wee (laughs) angel. I give! I give! I'm Charlie's father!
3: Except for one thing. She might be a serial killer. So the film's about a guy (laughs) who maybe married an axe murderer, basically. Right? (laughs) (laughs) That's the plot.
4: It's about commitment-phobe Charlie McKenzie who was raised by a wonderful Scottish family and now he lives in San Francisco as a commitment-phobic beat poet in the underground scene of beat poetry in San Francisco.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good.
4: And And his best friend's a cop.
0: Yeah, okay. Now, can I just raise my first problem? Yes, you may. What the hell was Mm -hmm. a Scottish family doing in San Francisco in the
3: 1990s? That Mm. is so unrealistic. That's the main problem I had with it. (laughs) Are you serious? You know what I that's think it pro- not is? Not I had a thing. massive problem with this it. This is the thing, what? what I think happened, Greta. It wasn't a documentary. I imagine it was like this. Hey, Mike, been. can you do any impressions? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. I can. I can do a Scottish accent. Exactly. Great. Well, I, Your family I is Scottish. to speak
4: on this right now. Uh, I know the true story behind this. So originally during the table read of this film they had yet to cast the character of Charlie's father and then Mike was like oh let me have a shot at it and then they loved his interpretation of the character and they tweaked the script to fit that voice. So they just he just
0: was an egomaniac and says no one can do this as good as me. Don't have any any more auditions Whoa. I'll do. it.
5: I don't it. Okay, like the wait strong a second. Yeah. this strong accusation. This is rough. Him. Can I before we go on I need to know do we like Mike Myers? I don't. What? My wow. That's a, good, that's a good question, Craig. Yes. What is everyone
3: here's relationship to Mike Myers? I'll go around the table. Alexi, I'd like you to start first, well, and then we'll go around in a clockwise fashion.
4: Well, Mike Myers is a humongous influence <laughs> upon me in comedy, in mm-hmm. life, the way mm. to treat people well, and just to be a fun little goofter.
3: <laughs> just out there in life. What? Goofter? Goofter. He's a goofter. Okay. That sounds like something else. I They're know. Yeah. I was
0: going to say that's a potentially problematic word, but yeah. okay,
5: you're going to well, get Jezebel. Oh no. no. Um, Craig. Yes. Can I just say? Can Please. I add to Alexi's case? He has on multiple occasions before you decided to do, ever do a podcast, mm-hmm. told me how much you like Mike Myers. Yes. Like just whenever it came up, you would say I like Mike Myers films, and I wasn't sure if you were taking the piss or not. But I and I clarified it, and you said no, you honestly love. Genuinely,
4: Austin Powers is my top ten favorite movies of all time.
5: That's I I personally like Mike Myers. I I love Wayne's World, and I think Austin Powers is very funny. Uh, I I don't have much more than that. I got after some of the other Austin films came the the Powers films. Yeah, the I Powers it, trilogy. They were pushing it a little. I didn't know what was going on there, and uh, I'm not a fan of Shrek. I don't like I don't like Shrek. I'll
4: go on the record, I don't like Shrek much either. Greta, what is your relationship to Mike?
0: I thought you were my relationship to Shrek, don't like Shrek. Um, <laughs> um, look, Mike Myers, okay, I like his characters and I did I did really enjoy Wayne's World mm-hmm. and, I, and I did, well, I was 13 at the time, but I remember being pretty, it was, um, Austin Powers was pretty funny. Um, but... I don't like Mike Myers, the person. I like his characters. What do you
5: know of him as a person? I just,
0: I don't know. I just don't, there's something. For for example, this is the first film that I saw him playing him.
5: Mm. Well, like like
3: playing a more natural character. Yeah, Yeah.
0: more natural character. He's great at characters, very entertaining, loved it. Wainswell was great, but I just didn't like the... Sorry to bring the mood down. No, that's so.
3: I'm wow. glad you brought that up because that glad. is maybe one of the rare things in this Mike Myers canon is that this is the only <laughs> film where he's playing a real a real person,
5: sort of.
0: And he's inherently unlikable as a real person. Oh, get
5: what the <laughs> fuck?
0: What is this based on? How is this? My impression, opinion. You don't have to agree. It's my opinion. Oh, well,
5: I watched the this movie, the, Max, the the Axe Murdering one, right? Yes. Oh. So I marry the <laughs> Axe Murderer. I like the guy. I thought the first half of the film. I really enjoyed the this. Guy is a nice guy. You uh, don't no. like
0: this? No, no. Why don't you? Like why did not he have a, Why did not he have a job? What? Like, no, um, that's the character.
5: He's an you did not find him charming. As a... why
0: would that girl go <laughs> for that dead shit?
5: Okay.
3: Didn't you this, see his poems? This is going to be a he's hard. He's very one. talented.
4: Is, poet. He's making money from poetry. That's is the dream. I didn't know that. But I don't know. If that's <laughs> that's true. the dream is to be a successful beat poet in San Francisco. That's inherently cool. San Fran's a cool city, and to
3: be a cool guy within it.
5: That is a catch. That's a catch. You don't get paid for that, though, necessarily.
3: You get paid in clicks. A lot of clicks going around that beat poet room. Oh, the clicks.
0: The clicks yeah, before the internet yeah, clicks. Cool. The original He'd make money click. on the door.
3: Yeah.
4: He'd make money on the door for sure.
3: He probably splits the. Yeah, he probably splits the door. Like, probably the venue gets some, or maybe there's a deal where the venue gets. Just take the bar. And um, You guys are stand ups. You know that's not true. The other poets. <laughs> no one's making that much money yeah, but to live in on.
4: Hollywood, in movie land. Maybe it's okay. different in that. He's universe. probably
3: walking home with like 50 bucks a night just to do one poem about a woman who stole his cat. Something. Woman! Whoa! Stop. Man. Stop. <laughs> okay,
5: okay. That's so you don't, uh, Greta, you don't like the character, but the 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 person as well. <laughs> the charm that he has in scenes, you just don't get in.
0: I didn't see any charm. Well, I thought it was really feigned. Oh. It was really feigned. It was really like, I'm going to say all my lines to that I do to get chicks. It was just really like forced. What
3: you're describing though is acting choices, not yeah. Mike Whoa. the Man.
0: Yes, true, true. Okay, Mike. True. The man
3: did have a job. It's like I'm he going up to <laughs> an actor in this film. <laughs> no, I know, I
0: know. Okay, I don't like the. <laughs> it's like okay. Can I just tell a story? Yes, um, yes. Okay, yes. so this is exactly what I'm doing. Is exactly what my friend who used to be in a soap opera in New Zealand complains of all the time. Mm. She used to be on a Shortland Street, which is like General Hospital, New Zealand General Hospital, basically sure. it's set in a hospital. And people would come up to her all the time and go, "Oh, hey, you Gil, you work in a hospital, eh?" She'd be like. No, I don't. No, it's, uh, I'm a character on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, but uh, you can help my auntie.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It's, uh, it's not me. Uh, it's a different person. It's a character on the show. Oh, yeah, but uh, you're a nurse. <laughs>
4: <laughs> a lot of people often think um, Mike Myers is a doctor as well, but he's just a doctor in three <laughs> movies. <laughs> he didn't go to evil, do- evil medical right school for one. no reason. So.
0: I walked right into this one. Look, I don't know. If I was to do like an analytical reading of the film through a feminist lens wow. yes. which I don't normally do I would
3: love you to do that yeah, okay. though. that would be fantastic but
0: I, I, look, I couldn't back myself up can I just say but... just
3: quickly before you begin I'm also a feminist <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch oh. for that Cameron is a proud feminist. I
0: can vouch for that from his shirt that says this is what a feminist looks <laughs> yeah. like yeah.
3: the arrow is as and a his twist fedora. is pointing down to my dick <laughs> Just a comic twist what on it. What the
0: shirt used to say? The man, the legend? Yeah, <laughs> all my boxers say that. My
3: boxer shorts. <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, this is great. No, no, go that's
0: on. all I was going to say. If I were to do that, hypothetically, mm. I would say that this was a manic pixie dream girl scenario in that the wow. female oh, character was idealized enough. and would never go for a, a drop kick like that and it was unrealistic and it was like... I, I just, but I,
4: we already know from her character is that she loves getting married.
5: She's been married what? at least
4: three times before in this in the film.
5: I don't think you're so missing we, the point. We learn you
4: know, later yeah. on, but that's already she. That's her thing, baby. That's her bag. She loves to get <laughs> married, so I can, you can kind of understand why. If she, even though he's not a perfect guy, I mean, she before this she dated a Russian martial artist. That uh-huh. doesn't sound and a like plumber good money. Or something. Plumber's good money. That's Especially pretty good in the nineties.
3: That <laughs> <Why laughs> was, was when plumbing was at zenith. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting read. I'd love to dig into that, but let me just quickly finish the circle of what we think of Mike. I like him. I like Mike. Um, before we go on, I have one quick question for all of you, mm. and answer seriously. I'll go around the table, saying uh, reverse order this time, <laughs> anti-clockwise. Greta, what? does Mike Myers or this film make you horny?
4: <laughs> At any point in the film, did you find were you hornyfied?
0: How long have you been planning this? Like,
3: it's the one joke of the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The one joke. Yeah. That you ask the only. Okay, never mind. No, no,
3: really. Um, we do. We are one of the things we're trying (laughs) to dig into in this. Obviously, we want to find out who Mike is. We want to find out why he hasn't been on the screens in a while. We want to find out if there's going to be an Austin Powers Absol- 4.
0: No, but then, okay, to answer your question, absolutely mm-hmm. not. No, absolutely not. He had like a face like, have oh. you ever read that that, that Stephen King book, <laughs> Dolores Claiborne, mm-hmm. and they describe him at the bottom of the well, the husband that she tries <laughs> to kill, and he's got like a like a pudding face with like raisins stuck in for oh, eyes. Wow. Mike Myers has a, has, a, has a sallow, pallid pudding <laughs> face. He
4: does have the same haircut as the magic pudding.
0: The <laughs> bowl
4: <bulk> cuts <laughs>
0: Therefore No I was that's not That's a great horny. point That's
4: really great Because so far You're the first person On this show To have not been made horny By Mike Myers yeah. Or a Mike Myers film Do I get a
0: prize? I think so What? One of your hats?
4: No Absolutely not These hats cost too much, too much money
3: <laughs> But you have my, my What do they say on them? They say the spy who shagged me Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me It's an official <laughs> New Line of merchandise um, Craig Horny? <laughs> horny? <laughs> horny?
5: Uh I didn't know I was going to be asked this. So I haven't really thought about it. Sure. But it's an emotional reaction. Yeah, I know. But I can't remember. Like I watched it early this morning. And while I was at work and lunch. And while you were cooking. And while I was doing <laughs> dinner you know, for all of us. My you know, theory is I, that
4: Craig got so horny, you blacked out. And can't, <laughs> <I> can't remember. <laughs> are
5: you, but are you honestly asking... Well, physiologically... <laughs> Did I get an erection? Like, is that like well, my body responded horny? Or what? is it a, just a metaphor? like a? Because I, I know I didn't get an erection while I was watching. That's fine. That's okay. boys, backfired
4: reaction. you on
0: you a little bit, hasn't
4: it? <laughs> this is what we wanted. This yeah. is what we wanted. Honesty. We want honesty on this podcast. But maybe horny doesn't have to be a bodily reaction. Maybe it can be a state of mind.
3: Because I feel... I No, I personally didn't get horny in this movie. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I do think that Mike was horny during this film. Definitely.
5: I think, I agree. I think he is at a stage in his career. I don't know when this was. You guys know more 1993. Yeah. But had he made Rainsworld? by then? He'd made Waynesworld 1. made 1. One. Right.
3: This is between the Okay. He was hot shit back then. This was. is his
0: attempt at serious acting.
3: <sighs>
4: <laughs> oh, no. Or like naturalistic acting,
5: perhaps being a leading man of a serious romantic comedy. I think that he may have been... Horny throughout. <laughs> like seriously, if you're uh, you, you must. He would have felt powerful sure. from Wayne's World. sure. And then definitely. he's cast in a big film where he gets to play himself mm-hmm. and get the girl. The girl, the woman in mm-hmm. it is, you know, an, uh, She's an attractive woman, really pretty. Like, yes. yeah. Gretchen and Travis, also, as myself. as Greta has pointed mm-hmm. out, a what's the trope called? Magic, manic, manic pixie-dream ma- dream girl. Pixie girl. Where
0: is she? Where is she from? Yeah. Potentially dangerous.
5: Yeah. She's, she's, gonna and she's also an life. artist, mm. which is
4: often the trope of the <clears throat> main pixie dream girl, is to inspire the artist to create great art.
3: You know what I think? But the reason I happens. ask this...
4: No, he just makes shitty poems. The reason
3: I ask this, guys, and the reason I debate Mike's horniness is because... <laughs> Here we go. A lot of his film comedy tropes revolve around horniness. A lot of his characters are libido-driven yes. characters. okay. Uh, in this film in particular, the poem that opens the film is about all the ex-girlfriends that have left him or something. And uh, one of the key lines in it is, they make me horny Saturday morning. Yes. Um, and he, I feel like there is a real, he has a sex scene. You don't see it, but you see him taking his pants off mm. twice in this yes. movie. You see butt. You see um, his bare buttocks. I feel like film. Mike, and I'm a fan, has his creativity is driven by his mojo. And by his horniness, mm. I feel like it's embedded in every character of his.
4: I think so, too. I think that's the key to all the Mike characters. <laughs> Maybe Shrek, I don't know. We'll find out. I don't think Shrek's horny. What's the I Venn Shrek diagram for lonely. this audience?
5: Seriously, uh, you, film fans and Mike Myers. That's what I thought it might be. Yes. But we're doing <laughs> Mike Myers and people who love sexy talk or sexy libido people. Yeah, human kind. That's pretty much what we're... Okay. <clears throat> every, Eddie, that's like, good. It's good. Can I say then, mm-hmm. on that note... Of this, did he write this film? That's Alexi. You know a bit more about this. Yes. You talk about so her? it
4: was originally written by, uh, I can't remember the the credited writer, but Mike and uh, another man. It was Carrie
0: Fisher, didn't she? Carrie Fisher. Carrie had a Fisher hand did in a it.
4: ghost write of this as right. well. Wow. She did a little uh, uncredited rewrite. But it was between Mike Myers and an old comedy partner of his. Alexi uncredited rewrite.
0: May I laptop. just add? Hmm. I'm not putting my name to this shit. Carrie, I'm not putting my name to the shit, Fisher.
3: Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, she's, <laughs> she's
4: written on everything. But it was uh, between him and another ca-
5: guy. I can't remember his name. me one second, I'm going to load up my computer. He's just loading the computer. All right, can I say that this, in re- now that we're talking about it through a sexual lens, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the Shakespeare play called Othello. Yes, I know Othello. I did a, a version of that, a clowning version of that. Hmm. And apart from being a weird kind of racist tale, it's also a tale about... Uh, lust and, yeah. and 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 the, the the spectre. What is it? I think it's a phrase in the in the play. Like the the oh yeah green something envy. Or, I don't know. Anyway, I thought when I was watching this film, it reminded me a lot of that pursuit of of um of of truth or honesty or. Or not trusting someone—the the opposite—that mm. believing right. that there must be something mm. else to this person, yep. so you're going to find it no matter what.
0: It's Shakespearean. How it interesting! Shakespearean and it
5: reminds me of um Othello. of Oedipus. Yeah. In when um, Oedipus is pursuing the truth, and the town says, "Don't, you know, don't." And your Cassidy's wife's like, "Don't pursue this truth; mm. it will lead to pain." And it made me a little sad. And I should tell you my whole opinion on romantic comedies I don't I get very tense in those movies. Me too. More so than really? any other film. Yeah. Why is that? Like to the point where I can't watch like a horror film the way people talk about they can't watch horror films. Uh-huh. That's how I feel when I watch these
3: films. And is that based on uh, because you know where it's going to end up and you're like bored of it or do you no. really worry about the yeah, characters the, getting together?
5: What you must do to them because when I wrote my horror film <laughs> I found out you, you do characters that you, that people like, mm-hmm. but you make them do decisions that are stupid that people will hate. Yes. And I feel that in a romantic comedy, that rings truer than in a horror film. Yes, definitely. Because this this is a man who has met someone who's co- co- correct for him, perhaps, mm-hmm. and that they could be together and that they seem to be fine. But in, in like a, a lot of romantic comedies, the character's self detonate the characters self-sabotage some, yes sure they do something horrible mm-hmm. to what should be a natural and and correct thing what well, that thing and you're I describing
3: is the exact beat boy loses girl mm. boy meets girl boy gets girl boy loses girl
5: that is written into every rom-com and you just but have it, to do it but that sounds external i think what it, in 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 a lot of traditional older ones it's girl is with someone else. Oh, uh, sure. And she won't see that the proper person is this. And that sure. pisses
0: me off because there's yeah. plenty of girls out there. Why well, you got to got the one that's taken? <laughs> Look around. <laughs> plenty of fish in the sea, mate. What about the single well,
5: ones? <laughs> I read a book about stalking written by a guy who for a living runs a security firm to try and remove celebrities away from their stalkers. Yeah, right. And it's a fascinating book. But he blames... Like his number one thing that he blames are romantic comedies. Yeah. For creating yeah. the illusion that if you continue, if you, uh-huh. pursue, if you pursue, you yeah. will Absolutely. get rewarded. The pursuit Absolutely. will lead to.
3: Yeah, totally. That's, and that is. Um,
0: pursuit negates consent. That's why I
3: think now you've said wow. that the uh, rom com or the romantic drama. Is sort of the flip
5: side to a stalker movie. Really, it's like the. Well, <laughs> well I think it's the same. I think you can teach that. In this case, though, I don't think it's the stalker because he's not in pursuit of her. He's he's the, the thing that keeps them apart is his mistrust. It's his sure. own
4: paranoia that's like built out of his commitment phobia. Yeah, and it's a real physicalization of the commitment phobia. And that's where I like the genre of this film because it has that that genre of like the Hitchcockian thriller, like Rebecca or mm. something like that, where someone is hiding a secret. But in that, in this film, the secret is basically just in his own head, Have you even got, though it's not um, really.
3: Do you know much about the the writing? You, yes. Yeah, so the right the original
4: writer, um, I looked up his name and then forgot completely. But he he apparently uh, Mike Myers. Got his friend, Neil Malarkey. And these guys were a double Mm -hmm. act of comedians working together around the traps in London back in the old days.
3: Yeah. So Mike came on board, brought his co-writer with him and they did another pass of the script. Is that right? Or they were writing it on set. They
4: uh, Yeah, they were writing it on set, writing it before then. And it was basically to kind of uh, add a little bit of Mike's SNL-type humour in there as well.
3: Because it's interesting to note, this did come after Wayne's World, which was a huge hit, big sleeper hit. And then this was, as you mentioned before, Greta, his, it was the next step for him. And it was also his first attempt at something a little more safe, perhaps. Something a little more traditional, not a broad comedy. Um, so that's why I found this movie weird because there's a mix. Half of it is Mike being like, I'm natural guy. I'm genuinely in love with this girl. I'm going to be romantic to her. And then it felt like Mike started freaking out and going, i got to be a goofball again. Mm-hmm. And so there's all these odd scenes where he's kind of doing characters and saying, hello. hello," That
0: was horrendous.
3: Weird takes yeah. to character. There's a, bit, there's a bit towards the end with the big fight scene with Amanda Plummer where he breaks the fourth wall and get, looks at the camera and goes cross-eyed when he gets kicked in the balls. And that bra- that's so out of tone from the whole yeah. film. The
0: whole thing. It just
3: made me feel like they got towards the end of shoot and he was like, this is not a good movie. I've got to try and make it funny or I think something.
0: Despite his success, he, he, I think he, your, your mic, I think he doesn't like himself a little bit.
4: Oh, it's oh, so interesting you he, say that. Yes. Sorry. I'm eating an Anzac biscuit. Oh, that's great. Dickie. good to support <laughs> Australia. But that's true. He, we, we watched a video the other day uh, in one of our recent episodes where uh, he has an interview with Justin Timberlake, and he has like this weird thing where he's like joking about why he's funny and why he wants to be funny, and he just basically says it's all for attention. He's saying it in jest. It's all for in- attention, but um, he
3: says, uh, "I think the direct quote is um." I want people to look at me but I'm also afraid that they'll see the real me and I'm inherently flawed and that bothers me or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. And this, by the way, this is an interview with Justin Timberlake promoting Shrek the Third. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, like, time and a place, Mike, for God's sake. And I think
4: that comes so through in this character. Like, this is the character that's closest to him. This is a guy that's performing all the time. It's how he kind of combats... Uh, situations like there's that scene where he's in bed with uh, Nancy Travis's character and they have a little fight and to kind of uh, bring them back together, he jokes around it's like, "Oh, human blanket," and she pushes him away. That
0: was totally. I was like, "Oh, that's like slightly funny. What's uh, this doing in here?" Yeah, yeah. You I was know. like,
3: "Oh shit, I do that when yeah. I've had a fight. I'll be, try cute. To be, be joke cute." Yeah, be yeah, cute yeah, himself. yeah. And
0: I was like, "Oh, he's he's fleetingly likable there." Oh no, it's gone.
3: Well, I feel like that is that's Mike Myers' character. I feel like he's probably. Well, actually, that kind of makes sense as to why you were saying you don't like him because that is probably the that closest is him. iteration of no. Mike. Like I'm a sorry. kind of a performer, like a guy who needs to perform in order yeah. to, um, you know, to, as a form of
5: like putting a wall up. Yes. Yes,
4: and to interact with people, the safety of that.
5: I thought, I uh, this reading of Mike, I didn't know we were doing a reading of the performer Mike as well. The, the character he plays, I don't... I think in Austin Powers and other films, mm. you see a far greater e- example of him not being – he does things in those movies where he's doing very broad, huge comedy, Yes, where he presents something and then strips it away. Like I, Whenever I watch Austin Powers, I'm amazed at that ability of him saying something, and even the shrug at the end of the dance, the opening dance number in Austin yep. Powers, where he mm. does a thing with his face that says, I don't know what I just fucking did and I don't know if it's right, mm. and I feel bad about it but hey, I'm turning it back on and off. And I see that, that what you guys are talking about is inherent in his comic performance, mm. in that he goes, oh, he does something, he's not sure of it, and he gives it to you to say, I'm going to let you laugh at how stupid that was, but then try and bring you back. But, the- that, but I found in this movie... Mm. He was doing that the least. I thought well, absolutely it's the least, the least. out of least. all He's his just films, cruising along, and that could have been played by Jim Carrey, could have been played by mm. Jeff Daniels, it could have been played by anyone, and I think it would have been exactly the same. But, she...
0: I, but that's the thing. Oh, can I just? Uh, can I can just add. But that's. I think it's enjoyable to watch that really, really extreme character like Austin Powers and like Wayne mm. and everything. Mm. That's enjoyable to see. That what the hell did I just do? Because it's a character. I don't know. <laughs> I find that like when you when you're not quite sure of yourself and you're playing yourself. It just didn't work, but mm. as a character, it's like, oh, hold on, that makes it a bit more enjoyable and real, and I can connect with that. But I just I one felt-
3: thing, um, one thing we've said about him uh, when we talked about Saturday Night Live was that he's one of the masters of winking to the audience without literally winking yeah. at the audience. Like mm. you know, when he's doing Wayne, you watch him, and he can be quite present in a scene and quite real, but there's always irony like that everything has a sheen of irony over it same with austin powers dr evil all those characters yeah, they're all within the scene but they're all above
4: the scene as yeah, well exactly it it's, it's
3: same with like bill murray in his early comedy movies too where he's like i'm here but also i don't really yeah give it this is dumb we all know this is dumb so i guess what i'm trying to say craig is that this is this is an attempt at naturalistic acting which is not bad but then there's it's peppered with um these moments of irony that feel out of step with the rest of the film. Like there's Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. voices that he does and things like that. And then obviously him playing his father was added quite late in development and that's, Actually, I don't actually know how. Don't know how I feel about the dad. I was gonna say that's a broad character, but I actually think that's maybe mm. quite a real performance too.
5: Yeah, it He's is playing Brenda mm. Fricker, who won mm. My Left Foot, the Myle Oscar, foot, you know, the... A, a year, two years, three years before maybe that three point, three or four years. Yeah, My Left Foot was the ninety awards. And I think. She's yeah. criminally underused and oh. wasted in this film. <laughs> I loved her,
4: but <laughs> she is. That's a great performance yeah. like that. She from being such a Very kind and sensitive and real performance and funny like a real person is funny, uh, which brings across like all this like great maternal instinct with her son, just having this nice sense of humor with him and a nice sense of humor with the husband totally sells the Mike Myers as the father character for me. Because I think... She does. She does. Yeah, yeah. That's what, That's the only reason that character works. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like this weird, grumpy dude who's wearing just enough makeup for you to be like, that's definitely Mike Myers. <laughs> yes, but yes, Because she... There's never any moment where it doesn't feel genuine between her and the husband. That's that true. makes it a real relationship. And I think those are the best parts of the film is when you're there in the family home and we have kind of figured out that this is Mike's own tribute to his father. Is that, yeah. This, I thought that. Mike has never gotten over the death of his father. Uh, That's his father died in 91? 91, 91 right? just before Wayne's oh. World, the film, came out. So his father never saw the success that his son had. So lots of Mike's... Uh, his success is based on kind of honouring his father. His father was a huge Sean Connery fan and James Bond fan, and that's what Austin Powers is. He loved Burt Bacharach as well, and that's what that is. And this,
0: Craig's crying. Craig,
4: are you? I'm not, you've got, at crying. Yeah.
5: I'm sorry. It's not. It's very impolite, but go I'm on, bloody go putting it out there. It's just great, the way Mike does.
4: Mike is like this. <laughs> yes. He's very sentimental when it comes yes. to his old man and um, so this is like (laughs) literally him embodying his father I'm not not questioning Mike I'm questioning you why
5: do you know that his dad loved Bert back in the way yes Mike Myers
4: talks about it all the time Mike (laughs) Myers always talks about his dad if you listen to anything about Mike he'll talk about his dad and in this film I feel like he actually is playing his father because he's got that wall of like Scottish heroes and Mike talks about how what his dad loved became what he loved and there's we're listening to the bloody Bay City Rollers and how music's very important in their family. They're all dancing together as a family. Is his dad Scottish?
3: No, his dad's He's British. English. They're from Liverpool, I think, yeah. but they uh, they have Scottish heritage. That's why he does that accent in like all of his movies. All movies. Um, Shrek. This but, one. But um, if, you, if you're ever interested, guys, and I doubt you are, but um, oh, there no. is a clip you can look up of Mike Myers singing "What's New Pussycat" by Bert Bacharach at the White House for Obama and Baccharaq. Yeah, and it is very upsetting. It's very revealing. Very it's upsetting. revealing. And it's upsetting. It's what? really upsetting. Why? Really, really is really bad? tore me apart. Well it's from a few years ago. Like you know, it's like from like two thousand fourteen maybe yeah. and I think. Um, <laughs> is that the why? <laughs> no, ex-
5: why is it bad? Why well, is because it he sings
4: What's New Pussycat, and the way that he goes on stage and sings that, it's kind of like when you perform and you don't nail your character properly, like your performance persona.
0: You're not you, committed.
4: You're not committed, and you're like nervous, and you emphasize the wrong aspects of your personality. <laughs> it's like that. It and reminds me of when. Right? Uh,
5: I didn't know what this was. Are you guys massive fans of Mike Myers? Yes. This is yes. a Mike Myers podcast. We've, is We've got a podcast
4: dedicated to Mike Myers. No, we're casual. <laughs> no, going we're, to, we're
3: completionists. I was I seriously
0: going to ask, a few minutes ago, I was going to ask, "Geez, guys, you've got enough to keep a few episodes going? And now I'm like, oh, it's clear that you do. Yeah, yeah. we
3: know everything. Um, so I was going to say that that clip reminds me of when someone gets up at karaoke and the song is in too high a key for them, but they start <laughs> and then they just can't stop and they're like, Shot through the heart, and
2: like fuck, that's where I'm starting. It also reminds me of
4: when he does a non-committal reading of one of his poems in this film, and sure. he chooses he can't even blow out the candle at the end.
3: But I will say this: it's like it's like I don't know what you mean by that. But oh, uh, it's just no the no same knows. thing. He tried, and the audience didn't respond the way he does. We're at the start not. Of the um, film. You, you guys this... are looking at us like we're we're creeps. <laughs> yeah. And no. I just want to say, the only reason we know so much about him is because we've watched a few of these clips. And at the end of this Obama one, he addresses Obama and yes. he talks about the fact that his father liked Burt Bacharach and and that uh, Austin Powers is a tribute to his father. That's we didn't like stalk him and <laughs> we go through there. his rubbish and shit. Like it's all out there. If it's you available want to look for on
4: YouTube it. on the official White House page. It <laughs> <laughs>
3: actually is.
0: Actually, as a little bit of trivia here, I heard that George Bush Sr.'s favourite comedian was none other than Dana Carvey. Yeah, Really? So, there you go, a bit of Wayne's well, World. Well, that's because
3: Dana used to do uh, George Bush Sr., didn't he? Yeah. He did that yeah. impression, yeah.
0: impression on um, SNL.
3: Well, there you go. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I wonder if Obama's his mic. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon... Obama was probably also thinking what we are, which is why is Mike Myers singing at this thing?
0: (laughs) Why is Mike Myers singing a Tom Jones song written by Bert Becker? Yeah, (laughs)
3: bizarre. Um, So hang on a second. Okay, we were talking about the father. This is actually the first time Mike played two characters in Mm. the one film. Didn't Mm. do it in Wayne's World. Mm. Became a bit of a trope of his. One theory I have is that the man...
0: Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at Oseamalibu.com. That's O S E A MALIBU.com code SUMMER.
3: Mike, he came on board this film. He added some rewrites to it, did on the past. This is the beginning of him as an auteur. Yes. I think Mike
4: Myers is one of the rare examples where the actor is the auteur. Because who directed this movie? I know. Do you know? No. Do you know, Craig? No. Well, see, Mike is the auteur because that's how we're t- interpreting it as a Mike Myers film. That's true. The director actually is Thomas Schlammy. Who, uh, <laughs> <Cool>. Thomas Schlammey.
5: <laughs> <laughs> who, who, and the is <laughs> Malarkey, right? Yes, yeah. and okay, Malarkey. Cool.
4: Neil Malarkey Jeez, and Thomas man. Schlammy. Thomas Schlammy, <laughs> do you know who he is? No. He is a close collaborator with Aaron Sorkin. Together, they invented the walk and talk. And you can notice that in this movie, there is a lot of motion and the camera is always in motion Mm -hmm. and a lot of energy created by single takes where people are walking around seeing a lot of blocking.
0: Like the coffee. Yeah,
3: the opening like the sequence, coffee. which looked like a Matchbox Twenty film clip from the nineties, was mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. of its time. I think it was very Goodfellas, just setting up this world. <laughs> <laughs> setting up this world to some cool ass music in an underground club. Some Boo Radleys, just in case you ever forget that this is set in the nineties. There she goes by the Boo Radleys is played probably every four and a half minutes. <laughs> so I mm-hmm. know that really does put you back. It in the time. really brings oh, it up,
4: it. and it's also got the original version by the Lars.
3: Can I, uh, can How, I, the ones, it's the same song. It's,
4: they sound exactly the same, but the main difference is if you listen carefully, the last one sounds more like it's about heroin, whereas the Boo Radley's one's kind of a little bit more fun, American Pie, Christ. and just like that. I prefer the Boo Radley's one because uh, the last one is
5: too scary the for me.
0: The minutia of this. Hey. That's I, what I feel about. like
5: i'm standing on a bridge watching trains <laughs> and, and i've got a whole bunch of people going there we go here's another one thread like, what the fuck is happening hey craig yeah as a director what did you think of this film <laughs> good i was wondering yeah hmm. what everyone's thoughts are because i got the feeling i think i've liked it more than any of you guys no i
3: love it i love you it. you love it
5: i would probably say uh, equal to you i'd though.
3: say you like it more than me can i ask why
5: why well, well, I think well, that or what I like well, about no, it No, yeah.
3: why, why do you like it? What was it about the film That you well, connected it uh, with? Well, it's
5: interesting When you brought up the 90s And I'm I'm the eldest here I, I was a teenager in the 90s And an and adult in the 90s mm. And that reminds I me of I was a baby
3: <laughs>
0: A horny baby <laughs> 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 Gro-
5: It does sound
3: gross actually Now that I hear it out
5: it's of context disgusting. Oh, yeah. It sounds like this is a thing You put in the crib Like you put headphones <laughs> On a baby in a crib It's like, horny baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay I was a teenager in the '90s, and there was a lot of recognition for things mm. here. And I never saw this movie growing up because I, the VHS cover was like a woman with her legs open and, and herself oh, wow. in the distance, that trope, right? and it, yeah, and it mm. just reminded me of a bad thriller comedy. And what I got from this movie was a lot more than a bad thriller comedy. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like um, Basic Instinct light, sure, but instead I got movements that I didn't think there were three distinct movements. There was the romantic comedy stuff, which always leaves me incredibly tense and, and (coughs) the borderline of heartwarming and also, Oh man, he's going to screw it up. I also agree that she didn't have much of a character, but I felt bad for her character because of what he was going to do by being insane. Mm -hmm. Then I, I had the, the movement where he then gets over it and he has to get it back. But then the marriage happens, and it turns out to be real, which that was my least favorite part. When it became sort of a like a country manor well, horror film, I kind way. of yeah. There's I I don't know if you guys have seen it. I think it's Brian De Palma's film Sisters. No, I've never mm. seen oh, it's brilliant. It's got Margot Kidder yeah. in it, and um, is it Elliot Gould? I think I can't remember. It's one of your earlier films. It's very. It's a very good film. I've watched it recently, and it's the same plot that mm. there is a sister who is jealous of. Of uh, Margot Kidder's many liaisons with with whoever, mm-hmm. and so she's always out to kill whenever she gets with that. But it's a serious film, and it's an excellent thriller that's kind of derivative of Rear Window a little bit. Mm. Oh, and also the San Francisco stuff. Mm. Like I kept thinking of Vertigo. Yeah, like definitely yeah, Vertigo. Yeah, yeah big was, Vertigo. I kept thinking. I, was, I, thinking I thought of they the were going to go to Muir
3: Woods at one <laughs> point. I was expecting a Vertigo uh, parody. I, I was sort of like a homage to it. Like they'd go to the woods, and he'd be. You know that scene in, mm. in where they go to mm. the woods, and then she's all enigmatic walking through the trees. Yeah, I kind of yeah. thought we'd see that, but instead we got that classic um, Seven Sisters. It is weird. Shot. That there is no <laughs> scene where
4: he's following her to find out if she is a
5: murderer. But I think that was good. I think that put it on him, and it was his fault. I think it was always in his head. So you were really on his side. In a way, I felt attached to him mm-hmm. and was reading it like, a, like I suggested, as an Othello thing, in that this person will screw this up themselves. Right. And that's what I thought they were setting up because he has always rejected them and he hates his exes. So sure. he's the one with the problem. Anyone who comes in is not going to really affect him because he's got the issue.
0: But that was never resolved.
5: No, it wasn't. In fact, it kind of did the weird thing of validating him. Yeah, he was like, yeah, you were right You game. were right the whole yeah.
0: long. Bitches be cray. Yeah, yeah. Which but is it wasn't shit. her.
3: It was her sister. So, you know, stay with her. <laughs> stay with <laughs> stay her. With her. Uh, stay with her. Just
5: keep the sister at but all. But also, length. I felt bad for her. And also, did she know that her sister's a psychopath? Yeah, no, she did, she, right?
4: No, not until the very end because... Uh, we find out Mike comes across the note. Sorry, Charlie. He's not the real guy. He's playing a character. Get really
0: confused I know it's sometimes. hard. Know Get it's confused. Hard. <laughs> but he finds
4: a note where it's him breaking up with her. So yes. she thinks that all her, fi- her last hu- husbands have left her with a note hmm. and then they disappear. But it's actually she oh. writes the note and then he- she kills them. Mm. She so, hasn't
3: put so- two and two together that all her exes have been murdered. She's never noticed that.
4: No, she has. See, because okay, I must have she not, I must have missed eye.
3: that uh, that point. Because I viewed it quite differently to you, Craig. In that I thought it was signposted from the very beginning that she was going to be not maybe not her necessarily, but the moment we meet mm. Rose, her sister. I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be her. Like, yeah, it'll she, looks, she looks wacky. As soon as I saw Amanda yeah. Plummer, I went, oh, yeah, she'll be the psycho. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. It just felt signposted. And all those um, coincidences with her exes living in different yeah. cities and that's where the murders were, I, I never felt for a second that it was all going to be in his head. I thought it was going to be validated at a certain point, and wow. it, I guess it kind of was. Yeah, But I don't know, maybe that's just because um, – Actually, I don't know. I just thought it was a bit obvious. Like, there was nothing too subtle about the writing, maybe. I don't know.
0: By the way, how erroneous is La Paglia? How much do you not need? Cute, cute, but unnecessary.
4: He's very not needed in the film. Sorry, Craig. I'm really sorry I'm upsetting you. He's got some great scenes. I love Anthony La Paglia. I think he's a great actor. I think he's
0: great. But the whole fake laughing thing he's doing at the start, the fake laughing with Mike Myers, the dad. Yeah. Oh.
4: Bit
3: so awkward. when uh, when we first meet him and he says you know he's dressed like a pimp or whatever uh he's just like huggy bear i think that's the joke that yeah. Charlie says and uh he goes like oh you look like you're undercover. You look like you're a cop undercover at a jazz bar. And Lapaloo goes, "I am a cop undercover at a jazz bar." I just thought that was a bad joke, and also a hole in the plot
0: because then you flash forward to LaPaglia's place of work, and they're going, "You can't do stings. You can't mm. do homicide. You can't do." <laughs> Wasn't he just on homicide in the beginning? There, and why was he undercover?
4: What exactly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why
3: does he need to be undercover at this jazz bar anyway? I just uh, as soon as we realised he actually was a cop, I kind of went, "Oh, this this is really a." Plot of convenience Isn't it They've just kind of Thrown everything together mm. Like But hey uh, While we're on the Cop subplot Alan Arkin's cameo Might have been The best part of the Sublime sub- <laughs> It is sublime
4: <laughs> That is a great character yeah. To be a very Sensitive chief That really cares About your employees What they're feeling like If they're enjoying Their
5: work and stuff And then we'll make Changes for them That's a great character Could have pushed loved it,
0: it. Could have pushed it
5: So you okay, at- But can I just say On La Paglia, uh-huh. I coincidentally had watched Lantana, mm. which is an Australian film about. Uh, it's a very famous Australian <laughs> yeah, great drama, film, yes, um, crime drama, and he's in that, and he he's pretty much the whole film, and he's brilliant in that, and he's just he's playing yeah. a man who's uh, you know cheating on his wife and having strong con- he's he's a he's a rock, he's mm. a solid rock who, who of thought, he's a swinger. That's what
0: I'm saying. He could, he could have been so much more He mm. was wasted
5: Like the mother No, but that's what I loved I, I Because I didn't know I was going to watch this film And then two days later I'm told i will watch Axe Murderer And then he's in there playing I thought he was very funny I liked it I definitely was happy
3: When he showed up And it reminded me I wanted more of him I there thought was he was like a, There was a Lopali A hot streak For a while yeah. there In the yeah. 90s where I Remember he was in Empire Records Oh, I as loved well. him In Empire right. Records he's sexy as hell in that <laughs> He movie. is so sexy <laughs> Alexi, can I ask you Did he make you horny? I think he did actually <laughs> yeah. He
4: makes me a little bit horny Because I love like a little fiery dude like a guy who's got like a bit of attitude pocket and, rocket yes I like that a little I like They like can sit on your lap yes just someone to a little <laughs> pet after I like that he's dressed like Serpico throughout this whole movie as well Frank Serpico played by Al Pacino in the 1973 film Serpico is one of my favourite characters in <laughs> cinema history I agree mm. with
0: you that a small swarthy gentleman with gold jewellery mm. is uh, alluring
4: and a little goatee <laughs> do you like the goatee <laughs> yeah I like the goatee in this too usually a goatee is yuck yuck but I think it's cool <laughs> as hell. Yuck,
0: yuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone other than Cameron's doing, uh, <laughs> doing
5: I had a goatee in the 90s. I looked a lot like La Paglia. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. At that, that year, 93, I was like 17 and I had Fuck a goatee. Wow, yeah. you had a goatee at 17? Yeah. That's cool. Wow. Thank Did you? Me. What were you wearing? Like, what were your clothes back I there? actually had a pair of, you might not know this reference, cappers. A, yes, like big ass, Kappa, oh the big shorts, big big pants. Yeah, big jeans yeah, yeah. It's caper like, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. the brand. Um, it's two, two women in Timberland boots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two women, two women exactly. in <laughs> <and> profile. <laughs> each
4: other. That was actually <laughs> yeah. my first and, um, crush, um, crush that woman. <laughs> <laughs> was the silhouette of that woman <laughs> <and> was my <laughs> first crush.
5: Great. You might remember Cross Colors T-shirt, which was like also another hip hop, red, green, and yellow, almost Jamaican inspired. Wow. Do Jamaican me horny. I don't, oh, I don't God. know.
0: How do you live with yourself? <laughs>
5: it's Craig. actually very easy. Yeah. I find myself delightful and entertaining.
0: Do you have a photo anyway, Craig?
5: I have a photo um, of me in that outfit, which <laughs> was taken when I came second in the regional Shakespeare <laughs> competition. <Yes>. Oh, <laughs> wow. bring it uh, back. Section. Which, uh, what did you do for your duologue? Um, I think it was from, maybe it was from Othello. Wow! Uh, yeah, wow. Iago, I did. Play uh, I did a Yago
3: for my Year Twelve IP for drama. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So I, I have a very rich relationship with him. To put out the light and then put out the light. <laughs> Othello says that in the play. Othello. I think I
0: did Patsy Stone for my IP.
3: Oh, what? possibly. What is Patsy Stone?
0: Oh, from EpFab. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Nineties, go the nineties.
3: While uh, while I brought up Alan Ark, and I thought he was fantastic in this. There's also a, a bunch of great cameos. Fantastic in this movie. cameos.
0: Oh yeah. Uh,
3: who was your favorite?
0: Michael Richards. He's oh, great yeah. as the insensitive
4: oh. man. That is such a funny scene. Isn't it funny mm. that they had a pretty
3: good cast of uh, be, like bit players, but they're all probably. Better than any, like they funnier than Mike Myers in this movie. Yes, mm. they Agreed. all have better laughs. They all get one scene to just nail it. They can go in and then out. They I even like the Afro kid. I don't
0: know who it was, but I thought he did a pretty good job.
5: Oh yeah, he was funny. Did you did you enjoy any of the uh, cameos, Greg? I must admit, when watching Michael Richards, mm. Mm. I. Just had horrible flashbacks to the incident. Oh, yeah. um, so did I. Like, the Laugh, the laugh yeah, Factory. Yeah, is, yeah. yeah. B- it almost mirrors what he was saying in that scene. <laughs> exactly.
0: I thought the oh, same that's thing. Yeah. That's yeah. why I enjoyed the cameo. I was like, oh, this, yeah. is, this is this And heavy. When,
5: when Larry David had him in Curb. He Had the same thing where he was going off at, um, mm. yeah, that's right, a at Leon, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's saying, If only there was something I could say that would offend <laughs> you and make you so angry, you yeah. Know? But it was very similar to the scene in this movie. Yeah. I it was he's
3: good at being flustered and angry because he probably is a very mm. flustered and angry person. I liked Phil Hartman's character, oh, too, yeah. yeah, Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's a Call that is Vicky. a very, um, superfluous scene. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, exactly. Why are San Francisco residents
3: visiting nah. Alcatraz? I think that I really think that San Fran- the city of San Francisco, must have had stakes in this film or put yeah. some cash in because they've got all those like, like the bridge, iconic bridge shot, the full the iconic house shot of the full house, seven sister uh, houses, mm-hmm. and then the ferry going over to Alcatraz with a brief tour of Alcatraz, mm-hmm. Golden
0: Gate Bridge. None of it
3: really furthers the plot in any way. Especially Do you remember the when he's
5: they're lying on the bed and he's oh he's doing the, the back thing oh yeah oh, and yeah. he's, he's naming uh, like name name checks other so shit the, yeah. yeah
3: that's odd I, I, I forgot about I that. remember one when that happening scene. thinking this feels like it. It was contractually obliged yeah.
2: to be in. There. <laughs> it's kind of a
0: clever way to get in there, if you mm-hmm. know yeah.
3: It, but. Um, but the Phil Hartman scene, that where he's playing a prison guard, I reckon I got the two biggest laughs I got from this whole film were in that scene. Yeah. Um, the first one was that dumb joke of him going, "Oh, my name's John Johnson, but everyone calls me Vicky." Mm-hmm. I just thought that was great. because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, so straight. He did it so straight. And then there's that bit where he's describing. Do you remember this? He's describing the prisoner who carved out somebody's yes. eyeballs <laughs> yes. and then they all took turns pissing in his
5: ocular cavities. Yes. That seemed too extreme That, for was, this
3: so film. Extre- that was so extreme. That was more extreme than anything in Oz. A lot Oz of it was. A lot or of it Sons was. of Anarchy. <laughs> like it was insane. Like the,
0: there was, like, you'd, you'd think with a lot of extreme moments that it would be classified as, like it would feel right if there were a lot of them. Yeah. But it just felt weird. Like the scenes mm. in The Butcher.
3: Oh yeah. It was like
0: this wouldn't, now. Yeah. Around, this wouldn't fly Mucking around with <laughs> the meat? this wouldn't fly. A bit, really a, a bit of fun scene. with carcasses mm. wouldn't fly now.
4: He ought, Definitely not because this film would have changed the laws because Mike was having too much fun mucking around. Nancy Travis was so funny. She cut the tip of her finger off during those scenes.
1: No. And
4: then they stitched it on the same day. They stitched it back on. Really? That's true. <laughs> That's true. Don't fuck around with meat <laughs> and knives, guys. I
0: know. Put Mike, wow.
4: green screen him in Although- later. He's, he's too much of a hazard if he gets too much fun I him, do. I do mm. think
0: it was a unique way to ha- build a love interest was in a butcher. That's mm. that's something I I had not seen before. And I, right. I thought that was pretty good. I
3: actually thought it was, yeah, it was a kind of cute thing. Um, Because you know, there's that scene in every rom-com where they bond and it's generally done in montage and a bunch of funny moments. But I thought it was kind of funny with them, like, Him pretending he'd cut his hand off and stuff. It was full. It was confronting
0: because it was like real meat. It was confronting. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, but but at the same time, I'm like, well, it's unusual.
3: Like
4: touching raw meat's gross. And then they flung it at some poor woman that was waiting to get her deli
0: products. I know. That was pretty gross. And then the old woman threw it at another old woman. It was just Too much meat
4: flying around. Yeah. Yeah, it's yucky. My favorite cameo was Charles Grothan. Oh, that was a good
3: cameo too. I thought that
4: was very funny. And Stephen Wright is in this film as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah. They're all both it's a lot two of, great lot of cameos.
3: A lot of cameos that are funnier than the actual plot of the film. It was <laughs> almost like a Muppet movie with how many cameos there were. Oh yeah. yeah, it's very <laughs> Muppetesque. And Charles Grodin is he's in the Muppet Caper. And yeah, I, I love him. I think yeah. he's a great actor. And that was so Charles Grodin that scene to be cranky. But he's got this great
4: line where um, uh, Anthony LaPaglia is trying to get to Mike to save his life. Sorry, to Charlie so sorry i keep getting them confused you're right yes i just i have a difficulty just understanding how film works sometimes <laughs> <laughs> um shut <laughs> up you know, is like in the car with him and he's freaking out he's like playing with the little thing and then charles goes like can you please stop that and he's like why you don't like he's like no it's my favorite thing in the world yeah. which is just so silly it's so funny. weighted
0: i yeah. think not silly i think it was weighted yeah
4: very sarcastic and very i'm gonna kill this guy
3: Okay. Guys, can I ask? Did do you think this movie was funny? We know it's a black comedy. Mm. It borders on thriller and horror at points. Would you say it's a funny movie?
0: No,
4: I it, don't think so
3: either. It's not a funny movie. I think it's got funny
5: moments. I would disagree. I found it very funny, Craig. I would say it was bright. Okay, I think if some, uh, I think that there's a classification because I think humor is a specific thing. Mm. But I find this a bright <coughs> movie full of. K- Colourful Exuberance Sure As opposed to Something I find funny Mm. I I don't think I found any of it funny You didn't get a laugh Out of it at all? Uh, Yeah I agree Some of the cameos Mm. But again I had that horrible Tension throughout Oh uh, yeah. Until it was revealed That she actually Is a murderer I'm like okay Whatevs Now I'm watching A 1930s ghost story You know I don't need to Mm. See much more But up until then Where it's a romantic comedy I just had that tension Of why are you Destroying your life Why are you not Rectifying this with yeah. your brain with your brain it's not circumstance, it's your brain, and it's sad mm. that you can't fix this by just being normal and not not sabotaging mm. things.
0: I think he was always being rewarded for being so suspicious because he was on he was on guard yeah. when the crunch came he because he was had this heightened paranoia. It was he was there was reinforcing that yes you should be suspicious yes mm. marriage is mm. the end you were correct Mike oh sorry Charlie
4: <laughs> it may have been funnier in fact if when he does commit to her fully when he gets married to her if he's like no I was wrong there's no there's no murderer there's nothing and then he. And then when they go on their honeymoon, there's all these signs leading to it. If he doesn't pick up on them, if he's just mm. like, no, I've fully committed. And that way we have a full arc to that character in that respect. But then we can continue the hijinks.
0: Yeah, but that would be my Myers admitting good. he was wrong.
4: That's true. You know whoa, what I
5: think? No, whoa. <laughs> that was a good... Alexi had a very good suggestion there. Are you saying that if they came up with that script and everyone went, that's a very clever idea?
2: no you i'm saying Michael, no
5: no oh okay i no, just I'm thought not if your hatred of mike myers extended no i'm to saying it. it
0: would it no it would okay. be the scene of mike myers like not have like having to be oh the mike character was incorrect mm. admitting that that's mm. what it would have to be which we well, wouldn't fly at it
3: it's bit, i'm kind of with Greta on this one because this um we did establish this in the second film of his mm. it wasn't his creation but he did come on board and he did bring a lot more than just acting in the film Um, He started to take ownership of it through development, through Mm. production. And it bombed. This movie bombed. It wasn't a success at all. And then, I feel like ever since then, he's never stepped into someone else's project. Maybe a couple of times he has. He was in 54 um, and he was in Inglorious Bastards. But for the most part, he's been the creator of everything that he's done ever since. And I feel like
0: and he's he, never played himself. He's never really... Commas. That's yeah. true. He's
3: always played a heightened comedy character. I think that this is the beginnings of both him and studios thinking, well, if we're going to get success with this guy, it's going to come from his own brain or mm. his own creation. That's so like way. success Control. through failure in a way. There. In a way. like yeah. This was a testing ground where he kind of... Well, well the studio and him kind of realised that he probably doesn't play that well with others in a way. Like he works best when he's the one in charge. And I find that... In that regard, this movie's interesting as like a time capsule to go, look, this is a moment of failure that led to lots of money for him.
0: Rather than abandoning him. success, yeah. Just based on one wrong move.
3: And uh, uh, maybe failure is a strong word. Maybe Mm. I shouldn't have said failure because it's not a failure. I guess if it was a
5: box office failure, that's true.
3: It was a box office failure, but I think there's some good creative things in it. And there's a lot of seeds that you see become staples of later things of his, like the... Multiple characters. Multiple characters. Um, a lot of the, okay. the goofy I, things.
5: That's the worst part for me. Not yeah. in this movie. Well, maybe in this movie. But also, do you guys like that? Is that an added bonus with Mike? Mike? Well, not in this. No, but I hate it when Eddie Murphy does it too. Yeah. Like, I don't need oh. to see... Uh, I, I'd rather Eddie Murphy be in Beverly Hills Cop than being the the clumps yeah, and, totally. as all the characters. Like, and To I feel be honest, the same, yeah. I'm kind of... I can take it or leave it when
4: that happens mm. because when it's good, it's good, but that's for me, I just like nice, fun character comedies and I wouldn't mind if there was just exactly the same performances but with different actors. Mm. I don't get anything out of it being the same person yeah. all the time. Often, I will forget that Austin Powers and uh, Dr. Evil play by the same actor. Fair enough. Because when they're, I'm watching they're the movie, pretty good I'm performances. Not, exactly, yeah. Yeah. and I'm not conscious of it and the makeup jobs are really good at convincing you mm. that they're different What about Goldmember? Gold member, when he's starting to do too many people, that kind of gets a little bit in the way, I think. It muddies the waters. Mm. But I think, I like, especially like, I think Eddie Murphy's a really good example. Like those scenes uh, in the clumps where it's everyone around the whole table is like 10 characters all played by him. <laughs> that can be a little bit exhausting, but because it's cut real fast, it's okay. you can kind of get away with it because there's all that momentum and energy in the
5: scenes.
3: Yeah. Is it in Coming to America where Eddie Murphy... I think that was the first one he That's played multiple first. characters yeah. in. And they're all the barbershop scenes.
5: Barbershops and... And they're actually pretty good.
3: Yeah, The the barbershop scenes are pretty good because it's not broad yeah. like the clumps. Like It is three real characters sitting in a room together having a conversation. And it's all editing. Like he also it's more... plays the,
5: the sexual chocolate. Uh, uh, the, yeah. the lead singer from Sexual Chocolate, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. But, so, but Mike,
3: yeah. I think this... I don't like it so much in this movie because it feels... It distracted me. It brought yeah. me out of the yeah. scenes. Um, but in the Powers movies, it's because, you know, they're, they're like three iconic characters, Fat mm. Bastard and Dr. Evil and Austin Powers there. And they're all very different and they're played very, different. very with a lot of energy and passion. So I, I get on board with it. And they are that.
4: three-dimensional comic characters. Like they're mm. not three-dimensional real characters, but they're all – in that comedic way, they're all very well rounded and quite well realized. It's yeah. a
0: heightened world. Yeah, it's not the real world. Whereas
4: this is supposedly the real world. Yeah, it's heightened a little bit. Like a lot of all all the cameos and the characters are quite big. There's a few characters that ground it a little bit. Like perhaps even Alan Arkin, even though he's a very uh, comic character, he's not very broad at all. Uh, yeah, Brenda Fricker grounds the whole movie quite a bit, and even to extent, I think Nancy Travers kind of grounds the movie as well.
0: It's but it's not enough.
4: It's not. not an, they have, it's,
0: don't commit to the. They don't commit to the bit. What is
5: Brenda Fricker in this fucking movie? I don't know. <laughs> it's not. just Very the weirdest odd. thing in the world. This, I don't. I know. I was
4: thinking about this today as well. Her career is such a. It's just a bit, a little bit of a bummer because she won 1989. She wins the Oscar for My Left Foot, amazing performance, mm. and she brings so much gravitas to everything she does. But the two movies that she's probably best known for. Maybe this one and Home mm. Alone 2, where she plays the pigeon That's lady. Yeah. yeah.
5: I love it in an Australian tele series called Brides of Christ. Oh, great, yeah. great,
4: great series. series. Yeah. 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 They actually recently showed that at the Sydney Film Festival. Oh, did they? They did a restoration of it.
5: Yeah. Oh, I love the composer, Mario Millo. Don't know him. <laughs> Just a good composer, good composition. Oh, yeah. Love that uh, TV show. Love those nuns. <laughs> well, anyway, I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
3: Did you did did it make you horny? <laughs> oh, many
5: times yeah. as a young person watching that
3: film, Russell Crowe's in that too, right? He's, yeah, he's yeah. He's
5: about b- to go off to war and he
3: hooks up with um, um, one Kim of the... Wilson, nun- yeah. yeah, that made me a bit horny because they do it in a car.
5: <laughs> yeah, they have sex in the car. Yeah, that's cool. Jacket Very kids, cool. And, and, yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. I think this movie
4: was really funny. Mm. I I'm, It's going to go my rotation now because just for wow. me, it brought a lot of joy to me and a lot of excitement to just go... Oh, there's a new Mike Myers film that I can add, and I can watch another one because there's not very many. And now I love him; I love watching his comedies. And now there's another one that I can just go, "Yes, okay, I've watched all the Austin Powers movies this week. What's next? Chuck on this one? What's next, Wayne's World? There's just a little <laughs> bit. more. You literally rotate them every more. week. No, Is that's that not true. But okay. you know, but you know, this gives me a little another option, another movie to enjoy.
3: I didn't another little um,
4: break from the real
3: world, basically. I didn't think it was funny. But I did think it had funny moments and very few of them were actually Mike Myers related.
0: Okay. The only, the only time I like sniggered mm. was at the mother. All right, Michael.
3: Listen. whatever <laughs> <laughs> Michael Richards.
0: <laughs> Michael Richards. <Ridges>. <laughs> Listen. The only time I let out a little...
5: Snicker. A think.
0: Snicker. I think it's Snicker. No, it's Snigger. No. Can you not?
3: <laughs> <laughs> because when you say it's before you say that word, look it doesn't up. sound like you're saying up uh, an Look
0: answer. up. Look up the fucking Snicker. Okay. Fucking look it up. Okay. Have a Let's snicker. say Google it.
3: Oh, brother. Okay.
0: Uh, now, the, the only time I did was when the mother.
3: <laughs> and it's something <told> you what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> when the mother. Brenda Fricker. Yes, gave um, well. That's gave also inappropriate. Anthony, <laughs> gave um, Anthony Lapalia a little. Um, what'd she say? Oh, yeah. You've turned into a, a, a sexy, sexy bust. bust. Oh, <laughs> like, that was
4: odd when they. I like made that, out. I like but then it. I was like,
0: "Oh wait!" But they're poking fun at older women being sexually active. Right, right. But initially, I thought it was quite funny. Then I realised what they were trying to do.
4: Okay, I must
0: say that. Uh, Say it, you fucking <laughs> Snigger
4: is laugh in the half-suppressed, typically scornful way. Ha! So that was mm. very correct use of the word. Is that a snigger right
3: there? No. That, well, that was, was a cackle. Yeah. Right. I, I tell you what made me laugh. It's one one of the main uh, things gags I got, which I think is an insight into what comes next for my big physical comedy moment when he's freaked out by her and he tries to back out of the room, but he accidentally backs into the closet. The glass And cupboard. then the whole closet collapses on him and it just goes on for so long of Mm. filling up with Mm. clothes to the roof I thought that was pretty funny but then I also went who has a fucking glass closet Mm. (laughs) who wants to see Mm. all the shit that you're hiding (laughs) yeah it was a weird moment but I I laughed at that Um, apart from that I don't think it was a very funny movie I'm sorry to say
4: so brutal I love
3: Mike but I just didn't connect with this one wow At one point, Alex came home and said, is this a good movie or bad? And I said, it's just a movie. I don't know. There's like, there's some moments where I, my attention is peaked, but then usually I'm just like, yeah, yeah, not for me. I'm sorry.
0: Wow.
4: This, um, I was so excited.
0: Don't apologize. Don't apologize, Cameron. Okay. I'm
4: so excited to go on this journey with you. Now (laughs) I don't know how to feel. I'm just
5: as surprised as you are. Okay. Yeah. I'm depressed. I'm, I'm angry. Why are you angry? That you made me watch it. Why? Uh, You said you liked the movie. I did, but I I am affected by romantic comedies. Okay. And I did not know this was a romantic comedy. I'm so sorry. I I thought it was going to be a screwball comedy about a guy who, like I'm married to the mob, like I just am in this situation Mm -hmm. and now it's like Home Alone. I'm just going to be on the run trying to avoid Mm. my murder. Yeah, But it wasn't. It was the thing that they always do in those romantic comedies where it's, Something, yeah, it was horror- made me That's kind of like weird. Arstic and Old Lace mixed with a little bit
4: of a romantic comedy. No. Yes.
5: Arstic and Old Lace, isn't that a dude with two older women two and he's, old lady border and mucking around? Yeah, but that's not love. That's not about you have a destiny and then you ruin it. Tonally, I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not tone that concerns me. It's the character's choices. The arcs. And, and I was... De- a little depressed by it
0: I was disappointed with the lack of murders With a film with murder in That's the a title good
5: Yes, it's not yeah. really a murder No murders, film.
3: three off-screen murders that are applied or alluded to, right? In a
0: terrible, terrible fake Mm. newspaper. That newspaper was so bad. (laughs) That was a bad problem. If I had any say in that.
3: The editor would not allow that much white page. No (laughs) way. We've to put a huge map on this story. (laughs) Who who
0: did close-ups on that freaking newspaper? Yeah, Mm. basically.
3: Second unit. We'll look them up. Okay. We'll look him up We'll send him an email Okay um, I think we're pretty much At wrap-up point Lexi, what do you think? I think so too Is mm-hmm. there anything else That uh, you want to add, Cameron? Uh, no, no, I think we've we've exhausted This is the most This film's ever been talked about
1: um, <laughs> well, Probably sure.
3: since the development process um, It and was I, very hard I was trying to find essays About this film There were none There's one on uh, Den of Geek Yes I read that one And it's basically It's like three paragraphs I think we, we went a lot deeper. Definitely. And for better or worse. <laughs> I think the main thing I took out of this is that Brenda Frick is great and should have been in more things. Mm, I feel the same yeah. about
5: Nancy Travis as well. Thank you. I haven't IMDB'd this, um, but ne- who is Nancy Travis? What else she? was she? in
3: Three Men and a Baby.
5: Three Men and a Baby. Oh, and She yeah. was also mm. in, I believe, final two seasons of Becca.
4: Yep, she was, that's right. She played Becca's love interest, Ted okay. Okay. Danson.
5: Okay. Interesting just, career. Yeah, <laughs>
4: she. I think she's really great. And <laughs> she... I liked that in this film that they were two. In, it, very rarely in a rom- romantic comedy is it just two kind of normal looking average people together. And I think that I think Nancy <laughs> Travis is attractive, <laughs> but not uh, you know she's not like Meg Ryan. She's kind of a little what bit more. Fuck? She's <laughs> more. I think she brings a more guy. like a down to earth quality to this film that kind of grounds it a little bit more. And because her her performance is very nice. Do you
3: guys feel any closer to Mike?
0: No, further apart, further away.
5: I do feel a lot closer. Okay, in my empathy for the for the you know the character, I I have zero empathy. Well, that's interesting. So this is a divisive film. Yeah, this is exciting. This is
4: why it's a cult classic what
2: <laughs> according, to who, <laughs> according to news according to I probably the
4: video store somewhere they've got what the cult section
3: guys thank you so much for doing it for putting yourselves through this and I know you're exhausted and you're emotionally spent so thank you so much can I <laughs> can I get you to, can I get you anything can I help can I hug you what can we do please can, can, join us on you what, this journey get could... me
0: a goddamn hat I'll get you a hat
3: Do we check it we did check and it and I think it's good I I think it's inconclusive. Oh, We're going to have to go back and we watch We have to watch one. it again if mm.
4: we think it's inconclusive.
3: Oh, so I married an axe murderer.
4: So what? So I married an axe murderer too. <laughs> so
3: I married an axe murderer. Get over it, dude. Get with the
4: program. I married an axe murderer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Thanks for listening to the show. Um, We hope we've checked it for you and we hope that you think it's still good.
4: Mm, I loved it. Personally, I've seen it one more time since we've recorded that episode. (laughs) Next week, we will be discussing Wayne's World 2.
3: You'll laugh again. You'll cry again. You'll You'll hurl hurl again. again. Thanks so much for listening and for enjoying the show with us. Please keep those five-star reviews coming. We're loving them. And more than the five stars, we're loving the ridiculous suggestions you guys are giving us. Keep them coming.
4: We're getting some great suggestions. So what we'd like you guys to do is when you give us a five-star review, give us a suggestion for what you think our next project should be, our hyper-specific actor-based project. We've had some really great examples so far. Uh, this one came in from our friend Mr. Strain on iTunes. He actually left a lot of really cool ones. He said a nice message, and then he said, listeners also subscribe to Hater Gonna Hater. Forte better or forte worse? Polar <laughs> Opposites, Dratch and Release, How Did This Get Spayed, Love It or Leave It, Schneider Remark. Are you talking Bushimi?
3: That's a lot of SNL gear right there. I'm yeah. into it. That's I a- would
4: love to do any of those episodes. So you can do the same thing as Mr. Strain did. Give us a five star review. Chuck in a weirdo that we can use a podcast on <laughs> and we might even do it.
3: Like us on Facebook and all that stuff. I'm at, I am Cameron James. Alexi is at? This is Alexi. That's right. Keep talking to us. Keep chatting to us about Mike because we love it and we love you. We
4: love it. Woman. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. Hello. Just kidding. Goodbye. It's
5: my check. It's my
2: check.